Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. My name is Stephen. I am the pastor uh, here at the house. My wife is not here this morning. She'll be here at the second service. She told me, tell them I love them. Uh, she just got back. Uh, her father passed away um, uh, right before Christmas, and so they just had the funeral, and so she got in uh, late this weekend, and you know how it is, processing and working, and, and she's uh, praying and leaning into the Lord for everything that um, she it needs, but uh, so anyway, uh, you may see her when you walk out, but, but anyway, um, we are excited about uh, what God is doing here at the house. We're excited about what, God, what he's doing in your life. That's what, we're excited about what he's doing in your life. See, see when we look at you, um, and, and just so that you know, the longer that you come, the more you will find that we are very intentional. Um, and the reason that we're very intentional is because we believe that God is very intentional. God's not random. God's not like, what do y'all want to do? <laughs> we, we don't see that. We see that from the end, from the beginning. Like Jesus knew it's my time, it's not my time. I mean, like, like Jesus was on this schedule, this divine assignment. And... When we see you, we see potential. Uh, we see the, the victory that can happen in your life. Um, we see hurt. The Bible says the eyes of the wind are the windows to your soul. We can see hurt. And, and what we do is, is for our church, we abs- the, the verses out there in the lobby, but in Psalms 92, verse 13 and 14, it says that those who are planted in the house shall flourish. We want you to flourish. Like we, want, like we actually believe that wherever you are today, that it can be better next year. That it can be better. That you can walk in more health. You can walk in more victory. You can, you're never going to arrive where you are problem free. But my hope is that you arrive to the place where you know where to go every time there is a problem. You're not going to navigate insulated. You're going to feel some things. But we believe that God has given us everything that we need to walk through this life and flourish. It says this. This is interesting, too. Uh, It says that you'll flourish in the courts of God. And 14 says, uh, I think they have the verse. You guys can put it up there. Psalms 92, 13, and 14. And they shall bear fruit in old age. I just need you to know something. Uh, So we... In February, we celebrate seven years as a church. That's exciting. We want you to come. And uh, when, we, when we launched the church, it was my family and like five college students. That was the church. And it moved from our house to an apartment uh, clubhouse. To We were over there on Hudson for a while. And we were behind Popeye's Chicken and... That was great because like, we had the fragrance of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the aroma was, you know, 
It's a little greasy, but it worked. Um, and then, um, and then here, and so we don't believe in euthanasia. We we actually believe that if you have a pulse, you can bear fruit. And the Bible says that old age, you're still producing. Hear what I'm saying? Like we, we don't we don't believe you retire from fruit producing. Come on, does that make sense? And so even in your old age, something should be coming from you that nourishes other people, that you are producing fruit. Until you take your last breath, you are on an They shall be fresh and flourishing. See, here's the deal. When we begin to uproot and not stay planted, then you get stressed and you're not fresh. We need you to be fresh. We need you to be fresh. Come on, listen, listen, listen. We, we need you to be fresh until death. <laughs> like we, we need you to look good. We need you, come on, listen, to not be overly anxious. We need you to look like the Spirit of God is moving through you, and it doesn't mean that there aren't issues and problems and adversity and things to handle real decisions come on but it is almost like I can go through the fire and not smell like smoke I can arrow running at me and I still believe that God's gonna provide there's something fresh about my life and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect it means that I know who is and so as believers we're never wanting to fake it but we are always wanting to faith it and there is there's a difference people on the outside know we have problems and they'll be like they they want you to be real just be real just be just tell me how you really tell me how you really feel Do you know that the Bible never tells you to do that, ever? The Bible never tells you to be real. The Bible tells you to be transparent. Transparent is a sign of vulnerability, and vulnerability is going to Him all that you feel. But the Bible never tells us to be toxic and, and, and to have the people that we're talking to be our garbage dump. Come on, if you believe in conversations and you've been able to throw up, and you go back, and you feel better, you need the, the video cam on who you just talked to. Because they're like, oh, Lord, I can't hang out with you no more. You about to kill me. I was having a great day till you started talking. It's the truth. And so the key is to be planted. And we want you to be planted here. We want, that means we want you to dig deep roots and, and believe that there's a confidence that is happening to you where you believe that planting and staying is better than moving. Because here's the deal. I believe the Holy Spirit can move in one service and it changed your life. But I do not believe that a concept will grow in your life and you will come into a new habit, 
discipline and responsibility in one service. And so if you're new here, I'm not asking you for a service. I'm asking you for a year. I'm asking you for 52 weeks where you're able to come under the word and when you come here, you're going to be known, loved, and challenged. And, and I don't care if you're uh, new to the faith or you've been in key figures. There may be pastors who have been in churches, but m our staff and our heart through prayer is that we want God to impart something to your life, and we want you to be challenged. I've never seen, and most of my kids played sports, I've never seen my kids, when they perform on a basketball court, do their best without challenge. The Word should challenge you. Sure, encouragement. Yes, the Holy Spirit convicts. But when you come, I'm just letting you know there will be that. And I don't want you listening for your family. I don't want you listening for your husband. I don't want you listening for your mom. I don't want you listening for your sister. I want you listening <laughs> for you. Because way too many people are in a God moment and they pivot. Ooh, that was good. Did you? That's what we were talking about yesterday. That's for you. Come on. We need you to listen for you. People will be a whole lot more blessed if you change, if you grow, if you transform, if you surrender, if you obey, if you come. Hey, help me. Oh. So, I really do believe that in 2023, there's going to be some confidence happen in this house. And I believe you're going to step into things that you have been dreaming about, thinking about writing, thinking about doing for years. And so I'm super excited about that. Lord, we invite your presence into this place. We know that you already came before us. We know that if two are gathered in your name, that you are here in the midst of us. Now, Holy Spirit, we are asking that there would be no flesh, uh, no vain imagination, no anything that would uh, steal your glory or your place. Father, we thank you for your kindness and your grace that convicts us gently, that moves us gently. And God, we're asking you to do that in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said. Amen. The older I get, the more I hate clutter. And it, come on, where are, my, where are my people that you despise clutter? Come on, come on, just raise your hand. We, we already know who you are. Um, my family and my team know that I love getting rid of stuff. Um, I will either give it away or trash it, but it's going. Come on, so it, it's going. It cannot stay. A couple of times a year, we have get out the junk days. Come on, does anybody have get out the junk days at, at your house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going. And so he, here's the thing. I have a, a couple mottos. You may want to write them down. But one of them is, if it looks like trash, it is. If it looks like trash, it is. And so uh, my family knows that if it looks like trash, it's going. And I'm not asking. It's going. Okay? 
The, 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 my second thought is this. If you hadn't touched it in a year, you don't need it. Come on, we ain't going to be on hoarders up in the, up in the Sexton house. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about dying right now. I don't want to die right now, but I'm thinking of, when I leave, come on, there's going to be a stack of paper, five pictures. I mean, boom. That's my blessing to all of my kids. Guess what? You don't have to go through my house. Listen, uh, we're... I just like getting, and, and you've heard people say cleanliness is next to godliness. I don't, I don't know that. Um, I don't know if that's biblical. But, but I will say that cleanliness is next to a good time. <laughs> Why? Because nobody's having a good time at my house unless we clean. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Dad, uh, we love it when you're happy. Good. I love it when your room's clean. <laughs> Now I have, I, my kids don't even uh, ask me. They're like, hey, can I go somewhere? I'm always like, they're like, oh, come on, room, dishes, trash, <laughs> it was like bathroom, clothes. If you've done all that, you can go. I don't care where you go. Just come, I mean, come back if you want. <laughs> We're going to be here. But you can't even ask me unless th th that's done. And so, come on. There's some things, though, you shouldn't throw away. I found that out in marriage. Anybody ever learned some things the hard way? Like, oh, you wanted that? Uh, I've, uh, come on. Uh, we, we, went, we went through cycles where we would put up winter clothes. Anybody put up winter clothes and get out and put up? And, and so I was in my cleaning frenzy one time, and I just threw away the winter clothes. Yeah, that sound that y'all made is the same thing she did. <laughs> you did what? It was in a trash bag. I'm like, why do we have trash up in the attic? I was about to give everybody a talking to. I threw away some baby pictures. I was... I, I, I was just in the deal, and, 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 and so, but before you guys judge me, I just need you to know, how many pictures do you really need, really? No, stop, because here's the deal. Again, you are not going to sit down, and some of y'all have like, I just need them all. I want to know how many times a year you look through the bin. Some, some, some of Every month. <laughs> and so I, I, I threw away my baby, I threw away a bunch of stuff, and my wife was like, hey, where are those? And I was like, in my heart. <laughs> I'm like, you wanted that? She was like, no, I just stored that to keep it because I'm going to do an album. I'm like, you've been talking about an album for like 10 years. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this publicly. I don't know if I've ever said this before. So if you liked me, you probably won't now. But I found out that you don't throw away your wife's craft stuff. My wife used to, when my kids were young, she went to a, 
she went to, through a, I'm not going to say it's an unhealthy season, but she made a lot of bows. I'm just going to say it. She made a lot of bows. Like we were bow, we were like, we were bow nose. We were, we were, we were making bows up in like, and I'm talking about like it was a lot. And I was like, there's a lot of stuff here, a lot of ribbon. And you couldn't touch it, you couldn't use it, you couldn't wrap, you couldn't do anything with it because it was for hair. And, um, and so after a while, uh, I was kind of watching, going by, looking, going by, looking, going by, looking. After about six months of, you know, I was going <laughs> to bow detox. <laughs> and so... I would start going in every now and then and putting it up in a box and hiding it. Putting it up in a box and hiding it. Putting it in a box and hiding it. After about eight months, she didn't say anything. So I was like, we're done with that fad. <laughs> then I got rid of it. Then she was like, hey, do you know where my bow stuff is? <laughs> I was like, do I lie? <laughs> no, uh, yes, I thought we were done with that phase, and I got rid of it. You did what? I never did anything like that again. Uh, that was young in our marriage, so thank you for all the judgmental stares. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have realized that there are some things you, you, you don't need to throw away. And we're going to be in a new series called Confident Living. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36, Paul is telling us to be careful. In fact, we're going to put that up there. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. It says, therefore... Do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance. Everybody say endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. In other words, we're just going to leave that up there for a second. Um, if you throw away or toss your confidence, then you are hindering the promise that God has on your life. In other words, keeping your confidence helps your endurance. You need endurance to run the race, and Paul is saying, like, you need it, like oxygen. You will need your confidence. Don't toss it because it didn't work on your time frame. Don't toss it because of what you feel or see. Don't toss it because you're frustrated at God's Timing, process. What I'm telling you is there are some things that you need to keep. My assignment for the next couple minutes is don't trash your confidence. Don't trash it. I believe that many of you are on the verge of some incredible breakthroughs. But Paul tells us that endurance is needed to receive what is promised. And here's what you need to know. God's promises don't come easy. They don't come easy. 
Just because it's been ordained by heaven doesn't mean that we don't have to fight our flesh and resist the devil to get it. You will. You will have to fight your flesh. You will have to have moments. You will have to resist the devil. You will have to flee temptation. There are some things that you're going to have to do and you're going to have to hold on to your confidence. We never want to discard our faith in the Father. His plan, his power, his provision, or the proof of what he's done. For us, we're going to look at two quick verses that I think will put this in con context for us. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 10 through 13 says this, And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel was a prophet. He had anointed King Saul. King Saul was the first king of Israel, but he rebelled against God, so God removed the anointing from him. And Samuel the prophet is about to anoint another king. And Samuel said to Jesse, as all of Jesse's sons, seven of Jesse's sons were before him, the Lord has not chosen these. These were men of uh, physical stature, they were impressive, but they were not the ones. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? Then he said, there remains the youngest, but behold, he is keeping sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes. One of our values is choose to honor. It's interesting that the prophet knew that this was going to be the one and honored him even before the anointing and moment happened. Honor is missing in our culture. Because of our perspective, there are going to be people in your life that God is going to ask you to honor that aren't always right. Hear what I'm saying? I have four kids. I have not always been right with my kids. And there have been moments where we need to have courageous conversations. There's moments where I need to repent. But there is never a moment when I don't get honor because I'm not getting honor because I've done everything right. I'm getting honor because I'm in the position that God has placed me in as father because he instituted the line. The reason Samuel did not make everyone sit is because David was about to walk in and God was picking a king. Does this make sense? They sent for him and brought him in. He was ruddy. He had beautiful eyes. Okay. And he was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brothers. Come on, wasn't that a moment? Come on, you, you, try, you try to give one child something in front of everybody else. You're going to hear about it like 10 years later. I know you gave them extra candy. 
I don't know what to tell you. I, I love them more. I don't know. <laughs> Look at this. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward, and Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So basically, here's the deal. Everybody left. He's anointed. What a great moment. I'm going to read one more verse, and then we'll jump into this in like three minutes. First uh, Samuel 16, 17, and 19. So Saul said to his servant, Saul was the old king, provide me a man who can play well and bring him to me. Saul was plagued by an evil spirit. One of the young men answered, Behold, I've seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who was skillful in plain, a man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, a, a man of good presence, and the Lord is with him. I want you to see what has happened. So it's been two years since the anointing and the conversation about getting David. What is interesting is we see David described as handsome, but when the anointing begins to rest on him, we see him as capable. Capable is not present before the anointing. Why is that? Because there are things that God wants to do in your life that he will only unlock and let people see if you begin to give him the credit for what you're doing. God has seen <laughs> countless men and women but it's the ones under the anointing that begin to have favor. It says this, that therefore Saul sent a messenger to Jesse and said, send me David, your son, who is with the sheep. I don't want you to miss that. So let's throw this together. David is summoned to a meeting he was not invited to. He begins to be the young man that's anointed. All of the family leaves, the prophet leaves, and David returns and goes back to the sheep. Sheep. And two years later, David's name is spoken in places that David doesn't have access to. And there's conversations about David while David is mentally processing, I am called, I am anointed, but I am nowhere. See, here's the concept that I'm trying to give you. I want to give you three ways to keep and not trash your confidence. The first is you've got to remember that God has made a way, come on, for you. God has made a way for you. I don't know if you know this, but the Bible says that you did not choose God, that God chose you. And you said yes to God because God has been wooing you and calling you and doing. And that doesn't mean that your life has been perfect. There may be adversity after adversity. There may be death and sickness there may be moments that you've had to work through but I need you to know that if you're a son and daughter of God that God has been working on your behalf and you're gonna have to remember that come on you're gonna have to remember that you got to remember that God's made away from you David has this wonderful drama-filled moment with his family oh my God, it's so crazy and God starts moving in his life and I want you to know that there are five stages to get the promise in your life. Five stages. The calling, the confirmation, the consistency, the challenge, the confidence, 
and the credibility. These are the stages that God will move you in. I'm going to call you, then I'm going to qualify you. What is the qualification? When he was called, he, it's interesting, David wasn't invited to the meeting. He was, say it, everybody else was assembled by Jesse. But God, through the prophet, called David. I need you to know that God has been calling you. That, that, that your life has valuable, is valuable, is significant. There's an intelligent design in your life. And you are the DNA code of God. Come on, hear what I'm saying. And you have been called. You've been summoned into the kingdom because there is a plan and an assignment and a mission. Come on, listen, for you. Then there was a confirmation. What was the confirmation? In front of all of his family, there was this confirmation. I'm going to use you. Do you know actually three different times David was anointed? It wasn't just one time. He was anointed in this passage and then in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 4. So, so here's the deal. He was anointed by God who... Because we know that the prophet spoke for God. That's why we're saying that. So he was anointed by God. In 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 4, he was anointed by the men of Judah. So he was anointed by man. And then in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3, he was anointed by all of the leaders in Israel. And so here's what I need you to know. God will repeat his confirmation in your life until it happens. That was better than that. I appreciate y'all. Y'all sleeping on me. God will continue to confirm. He will continue to, right when you're about to forget it, right when you're about to be frustrated in it, right when you're about, all of a sudden, an old friend's going to text you out of the blue and say, do you remember when we were, and all of a sudden, it's going to confirm that thing in you all over again. Consistency. David had an incredible moment. Oil. Dude looking like a french fry. <laughs> and he goes back to the sheep. So, some of you may have had an incredible moment with God. An incredible, you went to a conference, you went to a moment, you, you went to a Bible study, you went to church, you had a life group, something stirred in you and you're just like, I'm ready! Bye. <laughs> I'm ready to lead the nation! And God does that to work on your character. You never see one person advanced in one moment in the scripture because God cares about process, because we manipulate ourselves. We think because we heard something true that that is working through us. And God will always stabilize what he's told you so that when you get to the place of influence, your character will not be corrupted. 
by those who want to change the assignment. Come on. Challenge. Challenge. David faced challenge after challenge. We're going to talk about that here as we uh, move forward in this um, sermon series. But, I mean, one challenge after another. And his calling started with challenge. How are you going to invite everybody with me? I am very insecure. How are you going to have a meeting with the prophet and not invite your boy Davy Dave? Some of you, your own calling started with challenge. But then, if you read Psalms, there are countless verses where David says, my confidence is in the Lord. My confidence is in the Lord. Yes, they're coming to kill me. Yes, I think I'm probably going to die. Yes, they're attacking me. Yes, I am. But my confidence is in you. 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 And because of that, sure, David has flesh. We could talk about the dirty, dirty. Because David has a real story. Come on, for religious people, the real story is kind of icky. But the credibility is there because David got the promise. And we want you, listen, to get the promise. And so, uh, Ben, you guys couldn't go ahead and come out. I, this week... And we've been, this whole month, we're reading Philippians. I'm asking you to read it. I know it's only a few chapters, but I'm asking you to read it not one time this month. I'm asking you to read it. So like you could read it one time every week. You could read Philippians. You could read Philippians. You could read Philippians. Because I believe there's a lot about perspective, and there's a lot about confidence, and there's a lot about character and there's a lot about calling, and there's a lot, come on, hear what I'm saying, and I, and I need you to get this in you, in your spirit, and so journal it, write it, read it until you get it. But Philippians 4, 19 says, and my God will supply every one of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. As we end today, I need you to remember that God has made a way for you. We'll talk about the next two points next week. I'm like Netflix. I'm leaving you hanging. <laughs> Woo! Hey, join us next week. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Listen, listen, listen. Remember, God has made a way for you. Don't become indifferent and forget what God has done. Some of you this week, you just need to take a moment and write all the things that God has done in your life. Don't, don't be ignorant of His pursuit of your life and your family. There is no way that David could have been king. 
It was the Lord. It was the Lord that set it in motion. It was the Lord that orchestrated the moment. It was the Lord that has orchestrated the meetings and the moments and the mentoring because there's an assignment and a mission on your life, on his life, and I need you to know that you are not floating just in the the earth and the atmosphere and the stratosphere and you're just trying to navigate. What I'm trying to do as pastor is during this sermon series, I need you to be sure of some things. I need you to be sure of some things. I need you to be confident of some things. Regardless of what you see or feel or hear, I need you to remember, God has called me. God has something for me to do. It doesn't matter what it feels like or looks like. I'm on an assignment, baby. I'm on a mission. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? I'm on a mission. And yes, I'm going to have to look in the mirror. And yes, there are things that I might have to work on. And yes, there are changes and things I need to trash so that I can, I, I, I can get out this mental clutter. But there are also some things I need to keep. And I'm asking you to keep your confidence. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.